Hello and welcome to What's New in Vision Research, one of a series of programs on current developments in vision loss, brought to you by Airs LA, the audio internet reading service of Los Angeles. I'm Anne-Marie Howard. This article from the Sydney Morning Herald in Australia, dated Thursday, August 30th, 2007, was written by Benjamin Priest and is titled, Breaking Barriers. From the time he was a child, Brandon Autung Pereira knew that one day he may end up being completely blind. At eight, he was diagnosed with a hereditary disease, retinitis pigmentosa, that erodes a person's vision over time. Now 31, his vision has deteriorated significantly. But like many people with disabilities, Mr. Autung Pereira is turning to digital technology to help him adapt the way he communicates and participates in the world around him. Mr. Autung Pereira, who works for Vision Australia, relies on a variety of digital tools each day that help him read books and newspapers, as well as use a computer and browse the Internet. Mr. Autung Pereira left New Zealand as an 11-year-old and now lives in Cranbourne with his wife and two-year-old son. He's a big bear of a man whose bulky physique belies a gentle nature. He says his early diagnosis meant he had time to prepare for the massive changes ahead. Initially, he was short-sighted and struggled with bright and dark contrast, but after he turned 25, his sight deteriorated rapidly. Poor vision forced him to stop playing rugby and put his social science studies on hold. By the end of first-year university, I had to change the way I did everything and use all of this technology, and I started using a white cane for the first time, he says. It's a bit of a grieving process that you go through. Ironically, Mr. Autung Pereira had little interest in reading until his eyesight became so bad he could no longer read the words on a page. He now satisfies his newfound passion for reading with the help of a Toshiba notebook equipped with JAWS software that uses a synthesized voice to read electronic documents aloud and to surf the web. Accessing electronic documents, however, remains difficult. When I was at uni, people had their pads and pens. I had my laptop, Mr. Autung Pereira says. Every time I wanted to write something down or read something, I had to get out my laptop. If I was on my computer, I could read it. If I wasn't, I would have to take what someone had given me and turn it into something electronic. While there is no doubt that this kind of technology can transform the lives of people who would otherwise be shut away from much that is happening in the world, the cost can be a barrier for many people with disabilities for whom simply finding a job can prove difficult. Vision Australia head Gerard Menses says although those who are blind or have low vision can make a valuable contribution to the workforce, 70% are unemployed. Among the most important tools that Vision Australia provides is the Digital Accessible Information System, Mr. Menses says. DAISY converts text into a digital format that can be loaded onto computers and digital devices. It also allows users to skip chapters of an electronic book, browse an index, and even insert bookmarks. Mr. Autung Pereira uses a book port, roughly the size of mobile phone, to read ebooks using the DAISY format. The device also stores and plays MP3s. He keeps up with current affairs through the News on the Go service at Vision Australia's library. Reading a newspaper is simply a matter of downloading it onto his book port. Entertainment options are also expanding for those whose vision is impaired. They can now enjoy films and follow the action thanks to the work of audio describers, such as Francis Hanna, who has worked on films such as Hannibal Rising, 
The Illusionist, and Million Dollar Baby, along with several Australian comedy and dramas. Miss Hannah describes a film as it is running, which is recorded onto an audio track. Her descriptions will include details such as the location and a character's clothing. The recording is then sent to an authoring company to be laid down on top of a film's audio track. Miss Hannah says the fledging industry is gaining momentum and believes audio descriptions may soon be available for television. At one stage, we would have said that captions were a long way off being on people's TVs, and they're just a standard feature now, she says. For people with other disabilities, it's everyday technologies that have helped to enhance their lives. Jennifer Grant was born profoundly deaf, but she hasn't let that hold her back in any way. The bright young woman is university educated, competed in the Paralympic Games as a swimmer, and has a passion for popular culture and television. Because she is fluent in lip reading and speaks clearly, the advances in video technology we take for granted have been particularly useful for her. She uses the video calling function on her LG U830 mobile phone to lip read and to stay in touch with her family and friends. She says advances such as SMS text messages have been particularly empowering. I can go to work and know what is happening without people telling me, she said. The Internet chatting service, MSN Messenger, beloved of teenagers around the world, is also a popular application with those who have trouble with their hearing and is routinely used in Miss Grant's workplace to communicate with colleagues. She says phones equipped with MSN Messenger are also becoming popular with deaf users. But many people who live with disabilities need more tailored arrangements for technology to enhance their lives. London-based Lisbeth Goodman is director of The Trust Project, which uses gaming together with a robotic chair for children with severe physical and learning disabilities. With a team of technologists, she creates stories together with the children so that the youngsters can venture through a three-dimensional sensory world. The children are connected to sensors on the chair that simulate the feeling of walking, swimming, and even flying. A 180-degree screen wraps around the chair playing out the story. The system can be used by two children simultaneously, allowing them to interact, building up their trust and social skills. It gives children with severe physical disabilities a sense of empowerment and involvement in a safe digital environment, she says. Ms. Goodman, who has a background in literature and educational technology, structures the stories to encourage the children to relax. She says the results are physically and socially empowering. Nicole Serlini started her first year of high school this year. The 13-year-old, who has cerebral palsy, has a cheeky sense of humor that she shares with the world through a Dynavox DV4, which produces text on a small screen that is read aloud by a synthesized voice. A touchpad keyboard with buttons arranged into vocabulary groups allow Nicole to write sentences. She uses it to do her homework and to work on assignments with school friends. But chatting online is where it really comes into its own, as far as she is concerned. She also uses the device to surf the channels on the family television. The digital tool can be connected to a computer via an infrared beam or USB port, giving instant access to the Internet. Despite all these remarkable advances in technology, speech pathologist Gail Porter from the Cerebral Palsy Education Center in Glen Waverly does not believe they provide an instant solution to enhancing the lives of people with disabilities. But she concedes that print and speech-generating technologies are helping people like Nicole to communicate better with the people around them, allowing them to interact within the community.
Because she has her voice output aid, she went into secondary school at the beginning of the year, and she can communicate immediately. Miss Porter says. At Comtech, the technology wing of Urala, occupational therapist Anya Chechenowski helps those with disabilities to communicate, access a computer, and control aspects of their environment, such as light switches or a television. She believes eye gaze technology is one of the most exciting advances to come to Australia. These systems, which are more established overseas, help people who, in some cases, can only move their eyes. Consisting of a computer screen mounted with a camera, an infrared transmitter shines onto the iris, which is calibrated to track the movement of the eye. Eye gaze systems are designed to operate a computer that can control other devices, such as a television or a stereo. It can even be used to chat online, send emails, watch videos, and to listen to music. Miss Chechenowski says technology like this can give hope and independence to people even with severe disabilities. Even though some people can't move, they're still able to interact with people in their environment. She says, but it doesn't come cheap. These systems are priced from twelve thousand dollars to thirty thousand dollars. But for those who can afford it, assistive technology is now allowing people to live beyond their limitations with a freedom that was previously unimaginable. Smart mouse. Developed in Israel, the virtual touch system is a mouse designed to act as the eyes of the blind by helping them view computer graphics through touch. It allows a user to recognize graphic shapes, pictures, play tactile computer games, and read text in normal letters or braille by placing fingers in three pads that respond when a cursor on the screen touches a graphic or letter. Talking GPS. The Trekker GPS device. Provides vision-impaired users with real-time information about travel destinations and their location. At 600 grams, the device allows the user to plan their route and record vocal and written information. The available maps cover most Western countries. It's also upgradable and designed to be compatible with new hardware platforms. Braille phone. Released last year by Samsung, this mobile phone allows users to send and receive text messages in Braille. The handset has a Braille display screen below a pad of 12 buttons for sending messages that are used to punch out an SMS. Bluetooth headset. The Bluetooth GN611 OTC headset cuts down on the background noise that hampers conversations for hearing aid wearers when using a mobile phone. It is compatible with hearing aids that include a telecoil or T-switch, a coil that uses magnetic symbols signals to replicate sounds. Blind Reader, developed in the U.S., the Kurzweil National Federation of the Blind Reader combines digital photography with character recognition software. The palm-sized device photographs text such as menus or documents and reads the content aloud to the user. The Blind Reader can store pages of text and transfer files to a computer. Bookport, this Bookport's appearance belies its functionality with its text-to-speech capability. Vision-impaired users can listen to electronic files read by a synthetic voice, as well as digital books and human voices. The device can record audio and includes a USB connection and compact flash card slot. This article, Breaking Barriers, is one in a series of programs on current developments in vision loss. Point your browser to www.airsla.org to hear future articles in this series as they come in. If you have any comments about this series or suggestions for programs, please email us 
at info at I'm Anne-Marie Howard. Thank you for listening.